Chapter fifteen of Book One of Topics by Aristotle Translated by Octavius Owen This LibriVox recording is in the public domain Recording by Geoffrey Edwards Chapter fifteen of the Knowledge of Diverse Modes of Predication Concerning proposition then what has been stated will suffice but as to how many ways a thing may be predicated we must discuss not only such things as are predicated in a different manner but also we must endeavour to give their reasons as not only that justice and fortitude are called good in one way but what conduces to a good habit of body and to health in another way but also that some things are called so from being certain qualities but others from being effective of something and not from themselves being certain qualities and indeed in a similar manner in other things whether however a thing is predicated multifariously or in one way in species we must investigate through these first we must consider in the contrary if it is multifariously predicated whether it differs in species or in name for some things immediately differ even in names as the grave is contrary in voice to the sharp but in magnitude the obtuse therefore it is clear that the contrary to the sharp is predicated multifariously but if this be so the sharp also is for according to each of these the contrary will be different since the same sharp will not be contrary to the obtuse and to the grave but the sharp will be contrary to each again to the heavy in voice the sharp is contrary but in weight the light so that the heavy is predicated multifariously since the contrary also is likewise to the beautiful in an animal the ugly but in a family the depraved is contrary so that the beautiful is equivocal in some indeed there is no dissonance in the names but the difference in them is at once palpable in species as in white and black for voice is said to be clear and obscure in the same manner as colour in these then there is no dissonance in names but their difference is at once evident in species for colour and voice are not similarly called clear and this is also evident from sense for of things which are the same in species the sense is the same but we do not judge the lightness which is in voice and that which is in colour by the same sense but one by sight and the other by hearing so also the sharp and the obtuse in fluids and magnitudes the one indeed by touch the other by taste since neither are these dissonant in names neither in themselves nor in the contraries for what is obtuse is contrary to each again we must consider if there is anything contrary to the one but nothing simply to the other as to the pleasure from drinking the pain from thirst is contrary but to that which arises from contemplating that the diameter of a square is incommensurable with its side there is nothing contrary wherefore pleasure is predicated multifariously to hate also is contrary to the love which is mental but nothing to that which subsists according to bodily energy 
wherefore it is evident that to love is equivocal besides we must consider the media if there is a certain medium of some but not of others or whether there is of both yet not the same as of white and black in colour the dark brown but in voice there is no medium unless it be the horse as some say that a horse voice is the medium so that white is equivocal and black in like manner yet more whether there are many media of some things but one of others as in the case of white and black for in colours there are many media but in voice one viz the horse again in that which is contradictorily opposed we must consider if it is predicated multifariously for if this is multifariously predicated the opposite to this also will be enunciated multifariously thus not to see is predicated in many ways in one not to have sight in another not to energize with the sight now if this is multifariously to see must necessarily be multifariously predicated for to each signification of the verb not to see there will be something opposed thus to the not possessing sight the possession of it and to the not energizing with the sight the energizing with it further we must remark this in the case of those things which are predicated according to privation and habit for if the one is multifariously predicated the other is also thus if to perceive is predicated multifariously both according to the soul and according to the body to be deprived of sense will be multifariously predicated i e both according to the soul and the body nevertheless that the particulars now mentioned are opposed according to privation and habit is evident since animals are naturally adapted to possess each of the senses viz both according to the soul and according to the body we must look also to the cases for if quotes, justly is predicated multifariously quote, the just close quote, also will be multifariously predicated for the just subsists according to each of those which are justly thus if justly is predicated both of judging according to one's own opinions and also in a proper manner the just is similarly likewise if the healthy is multifariously the healthily also will be spoken multifariously as if that is called quotes, healthy which produces preserves and signifies health the quotes, healthily also will be predicated either productively or preservingly or significantly and in like manner in other things when the noun itself is multifariously predicated the case also derived from it will be spoken in many ways and if the case the noun itself besides we must regard too the genera of the categories as to the name whether they are the same in all things since if they are not the same it is evident that what is predicated is equivocal thus good in food is what produces pleasure in medicine what produces health in the soul to be of a certain quality as temperate or brave or just similarly also in the case of man sometimes indeed it is quote, the when close quote, 
as the good in opportunity for that is called good which is in season frequently also quantity for instance the moderate for the moderate also is called good so that good is equivocal likewise clearness in respect of body is colour but in voice that which may easily be heard and in like manner the acute for the same is not predicated in all things after the same manner for a rapid voice is called acute as musicians say who are conversant with numbers but an angle is acute which is less than a right angle and a sword is acute which has a sharp point we must also notice the genera of those things which are under the same name whether they are different and not subaltern thus onos is both an animal and a vessel since the definition of them according to the name is different for the one will be said to be a certain kind of animal but the other a certain kind of vessel if however the genera are subaltern the definitions need not be different as of a crow both animal and bird are the genus when therefore we say that a crow is a bird we also say that it is a certain kind of animal so that both genera are predicated of it likewise also when we say that a crow is a winged biped animal we say that it is a bird and thus then both the genera are predicated of the crow and also the definition of them this nevertheless does not occur in genera which are not subaltern since neither when we speak of a vessel do we speak of an animal nor when we speak of an animal do we mean a vessel not only indeed must we observe whether the genera of the thing proposed be different and not subaltern but also in regard to the contrary since if the contrary is predicated in several ways it is evident that the proposition will be so too it is useful also to regard the definition produced from the composite as of a white body and white i e clear voice for the property being taken away it is necessary that the same definition should be left now this does not occur in equivocals for instance in the things now spoken of for the one will be body having such a colour but the other will be an audible voice body then and voice being taken away what remains is not the same in each at least it would be necessary if white were synonymous that what is predicated in each definition should be the same frequently also in the definitions themselves the equivocal which is consequent escapes us wherefore we must look to the definitions thus if any one were to say that what is significant and productive of health is that which is symmetrically disposed with respect to health we must not leave off but consider what he calls symmetrically in each as if the one were to be of such a kind as to produce health but the other such as to signify what is the quality of the habit moreover we are to examine whether they may not be compared according to the more or similarly as a light voice and a light garment and a sharp flavour and a sharp voice for these are neither called light nor sharp similarly nor one more than the other so that the light and the sharp are equivocal for every synonym is capable of comparison since it will either be predicated similarly or one more than the other 
since however of things heterogeneous and not subaltern the differences are also different in species as of animal and science for the differences of these are diverse consider whether those things which are under the same name are the differences of different and not of subaltern genera as the acute is the difference of voice and magnitude for voice differs from voice in acuteness likewise also one mass from another so that the acute is equivocal for these are the differences of diverse and not of subaltern genera again observe whether of things under the same name there be diverse differences as of the chroma which belongs to bodies and of that which is in melodies for of that which belongs to bodies the differences are that which diffuses and that which condenses the vision but these are not the same differences of that which is in melodies so that chroma is an equivocal word for there are the same differences of the same things once more since species is not the difference of anything notice of those which are under the same name whether one is species but the other difference as bodily clearness is a species of colour but vocal clearness is a difference since voice differs from voice in being clear chapter sixteen upon the discovery of differences concerning therefore what is multifariously predicated we must consider it through these and such as these but the differences we must investigate in the genera themselves with respect to each other as what difference there is between justice and fortitude prudence and temperance for all these are from the same genus virtue and of those which do not differ very much one from the other as in what sense differs from science since in things which are very different the differences are altogether palpable chapter seventeen upon the consideration of the similar we must consider similitude in the case of things of different genera thus as one thing is to another so is another to another for instance as science to the object of science so is sense to the object of sense and as one thing in a certain other thing so is another thing in another e g as sight in the eye so is intellect in the soul and as tranquillity in the sea so is serenity in the air but most of all it is necessary to be practised in things vastly diverse for we may easily perceive similitudes in the rest besides we must also consider those things which are in the same genus whether something identical is present with all as for instance with man and horse and dog since so far as something identical is present with them so far are they similar chapter eighteen on the utility of these inquiries in disputation to have considered in how many ways a thing may be predicated is useful for perspicuity as any one can better know what he admits when it is clearly explained in how many ways it may be predicated and for the construction of syllogisms against the thing itself and not merely against the name 
for when it is dubious in how many ways it is predicated he who answers and he who questions may possibly not direct their attention to the same thing but when it is explained in how many ways it is predicated and with what object a person admits it the questioner would appear ridiculous if he did not frame his argument against this but it is also useful that we may not be deceived ourselves by paralogism and may deceive another by it since when we know in how many ways predication occurs we can never be deceived by paralogism but we shall know if the questioner does not argue against the same thing and we ourselves when questioning shall be able to deceive by paralogism except the respondent happens to know in how many ways predication occurs nevertheless this is not possible in all cases but when of things multifariously predicated some are true but others false this mode however is not appropriate to dialectic wherefore a thing of this kind must be altogether avoided by dialecticians viz arguing against a name unless any one should be otherwise incapable of discussing the proposition notwithstanding it is useful to discover differences in order to construct syllogisms of the same and of the different and also to the knowledge of what each thing is that it is useful for syllogisms about the same and the different is clear for when we have discovered the difference of the things proposed of whatever kind it may be we shall have shown that they are not the same and it is useful for the knowledge of what a thing is because we are accustomed to separate the proper definition of the essence of each thing by the peculiar differences of each on the other hand speculation upon the similar is useful for inductive reasons and for hypothetical syllogisms and for the statement of definitions for inductive reasons then because by the induction of similar particulars we deem it proper to infer the universal since it is not easy to form induction when we are ignorant of similars it is useful also for hypothetical syllogisms because it is probable that as a thing subsists in one of those which are similar so also it does in the rest so that in order that we may discuss any of them sufficiently we should previously acknowledge that as a thing is in these so also is its condition in the subject proposed but when we have demonstrated that we shall also have proved the proposition by hypothesis for we have framed a demonstration upon the supposition that as a thing is in these so it is also in the case of what is proposed again for the statement of definitions it is useful since being able to comprehend what in each thing is identical we shall not be in doubt as to what genus the thing proposed ought to be referred in definition for of those which are common what is especially predicated in the question what a thing is will be the genus in like manner in those which are vastly different from each other the contemplation of the similar is useful for definitions as that tranquillity in the sea is the same thing as serenity in the air for each of them is quiet and that a point in a line is identical with unity in number for each is a principle 
wherefore by assigning the common genus in all things we shall appear not to define in a manner foreign from the subject and indeed almost those who define are accustomed thus to explain for they say that unity is the principle of number and that a point is the principle of a line it is evident then that they refer the genus of both to what is common the instruments therefore by which syllogisms are constructed are these but the places for which what we have said is useful are those which follow end of chapter eighteen of book one recording in memory of mitchell edwards